1: What's up, everyone? And welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden. Joining me, as always, on Sunday evenings to break down a great, great Falcons win today is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, what's up, man? Not much. Doing great, especially after this win. Dude, it was awesome, right? That was a yeah, fun win.
0: Very fun. It was. It was... It just makes my, my bones feel good, you know, down to my, my soul to to see a complete win like that and to see us not, you know, falcon it away or do what Falcons do. What do Falcons do? Who's <laughs> the game at the end of the fourth quarter? That's what we do, unfortunately. Shit the bad. Yes. <laughs> what do Falcons do? We already told you to. We find a way to mess it up. We not falcon these Falcons, though. Not, not these, these Falcons.
1: They're yeah. doing well. And I love it. You and I were both at the game. That's why I'm... I'm wearing I literally just just got home from the game. So I didn't didn't dress up for this uh, for our YouTube crowd, although maybe I should. But great atmosphere. I could tell when the when the 49ers kind of came back and tied it at 14 there in the second quarter. You could tell how many San Francisco fans were in the building. It got kind of loud there for a second, which made me worried But Atlanta did an amazing job, I think, of neutralizing any type of away fan engagement in this game right from the jump and, and really kind of impressed me with the way they recaptured momentum at times after losing it. How did it feel in the building to you?
0: It felt good, man. Um, you know, I was going from a uh, suite to suite with the Falcons, so I was I was peeking over, signing autographs watched the game, signed an autographs watching the game. <laughs> and, yeah, I um, tried to find
1: you before the game and they wouldn't let me into the velvet rope section that it, uh that you were behind. They said no, it was no, a no.
0: BVIP. I mean, and
1: you looked it, the, right at me and you were like, don't <laughs> them let him in. <laughs> that,
0: that guy. No. Uh uh-uh, uh. Don't know. Him, never seen him before in my life. But I was the VIP, so I I couldn't, you know, quite there. you tell go. The my bad. Next time, next time. Yeah, I I just um, looked like Exactly. The the energy was great, <laughs> man. Uh, and the fans were surprisingly giving us the benefit of the doubt. They they weren't uh, mm-hmm. as pessimistic as you and I get sometimes with uh, the Falcons. And they were hyped to see them do something, especially after that ugh, irritating game um, last week with Tom Brady, which you know, didn't yeah. talk about much. But after that debacle, uh, we didn't want to leave it in the ref's hands. I think that's something that Mm-hmm. If I was in the locker room and I was a veteran leader, I'd say, yeah, the ref screwed Grady. The ref screwed AJ. But guys, come on. We spent three quarters just like chasing our tail and, and yep. fooling around and, and shooting ourselves in the foot. Like, yeah, we're pissed off that we feel like we had should have had a chance, but we should have never been in that position. I mean, watch the Bucks get beat today by the Steelers. You're like, yeah, we could have beat them. We're better yeah. than the Steelers. The Steelers can beat the Bucks. God knows we could have beat the Bucs. So. <laughs> Let's go and show the world, each other, the NFL, that we can play four quarters of football. And they did that.
1: They 100% didn't. And we're going to get into all of the nitty gritty of the game. But the big picture takeaway is the way the NFC is shaping out this year. Why not the Falcons in the playoffs? Why not why the Falcons not, winning the NFC South? Why, why not us? us right. Yes. Let's get into to all of that, OV, right after this. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your gridiron betting needs this season. You'll find latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting and scores, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, once again, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. And guys, remember, BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so first and foremost, I think the identity of this team, it's clear, is the run game. but. Today, the standout player for Atlanta to me was Marcus Mariota. And we talked uh, not last week, but the week prior, the last time we we convened, you know, we gave a little bit of energy to the Desmond Ritter conversation. We did. Fairly, rightfully so. Deservedly I mean, so. Yes. Marcus Mariota was coming off of a couple of bad games. He wasn't much better against Tampa Bay, frankly, but the team has been able to play well, I think because of some of the... Th- dangers that Marcus Mariota presents to a defense. And Arthur Smith kind of hinted at that after the game today. It's just the the nightmare scenarios that all week long defenses have to factor in, even if Falcons never go to them, mm-hmm. um, just because of what Marcus Mariota can do. But today, his ability to scramble on third downs really kept the Falcons alive. And their situational football, I think, was amazing. And mm-hmm. part of that was his escapability. But 13 of 14 in this game um, you know, he didn't didn't top a hundred or two hundred yards, but like he doesn't need to. He had two touchdown passes, he had a touchdown run, 50 yards. Yep. Marcus Mariota had his best game as a Falcon, and now we kind of see what this offense can look like when
0: it is clicking uh pretty well. How exciting was that? It was very exciting, and I'd like to say I'm not a flip flopper because I was <laughs> last time we spoke, I said, let's keep Marcus Mariota in there. Like he has to really lose the um the the job because and you made a great point too. We want to see what the rest of the guys can do. While we're evaluating yeah. the, the the Falcons, we don't want to have a wild card in there, card in there, so we don't know if the running backs can do what they're supposed to do, if the offensive line can do what they're supposed to do, if the receivers can run the routes and cat. We want to see if Lamarcus Keys can be like the next Calvin Ridley, but we can't mm-hmm. see that while we're going through the process of Desmond Ritter learning how to be an NFL quarterback. And even if that may take only two or three games or three or four games. Those two or three, three or four games could keep us from a playoff position or not or a wild card or not. And right now, Marcus is showing us why I was kind of so so excited. A lot of people are so excited to get him <laughs> because for the little anybody money we have, we don't have much money to to, to go yeah. to. He had such upside and was perfect for Arthur Smith for what we wanted and for the, I think, uh the temperament of the team because you needed somebody who was going to buy in, who was going to be patient, who was going to not have an ego and be a humble about the way that he was going to, about, going to go about building this team. But also somebody who's going to help uh, hold people accountable. And mm-hmm. I think this does with the whole team, but himself as well. And so I'm happy that. He probably heard the whispers. He definitely heard the whispers about, oh, Ritter's next. Ritter's on his tails. And and he came out slinging. And, and I love the way he orchestrated, you know, these long drives, even if it is a run, being able to just keep everyone on schedule and on pace. Yes. Amazing. Hats off to him.
1: You mentioned the Desmond Ritter calls and – Maybe the most like interesting thing of all day today, game included was Marcus Mariota's post game press conference, which you you've you've done this for a decade. Like you know that it's never, ever are those post game interviews really much of anything. Yep. Um, but he was talking about it was three years to week six this week that he was benched in Tennessee. And he said he was thinking about that today and, and kind of like, how could you not? Right? Like this, you are hearing some of these calls for hey, let the rookie get a shot, get a run. It's all right, if I have a bad game today, it could be it. it is end is it deja over. vu? Right. Is it is it, is end it end Arthur Smith career. who benched me in Tennessee? Ooh, you know, and, and Mike it? Frable, I guess, is the head coach, uh-huh. but OC Arthur Smith, the decision was made, let's go to Ryan Tannehill. And then the, the next chapter for Mark's Mariota is I'm gonna be a backup in in Las Vegas. And I think it's really, really telling that he came out and played his best game of the season, kind of with that pressure in the back of his mind. And that kind of speaks to the calmness that Marcus Mariota brings to this team. It's something the players talk about a lot. It's like, no matter the situation, he doesn't change, which Matt Ryan was the same way as well. Maybe a little bit more fiery than, than Marcus is. He seems a little bit ironically, not, you know, Matty ice, but Marcus seems a little more cool and and collected uh, at times. But I don't know, man. He he just played really well and, and impressed the hell out of me. And I thought it was kind of touching that it happened on the anniversary where things yeah. kind of went wrong for him.
0: Yeah, Jesus, I've been there, man. I, I've um, to a lesser degree, but I remember when they drafted my uh, third year with the Baltimore Ravens and they drafted my replacement, Justin Green, nicest guy in the world. I follow him on <laughs> Facebook. You know, I congratulate him when he has a new kid. You know, it, it's a really solid That's guy. Good. But I That's knew nice. he wasn't better than me. Like, I I hated him because <laughs> he was just so smug and he was a tailback from, like, Montana. And he was like, oh, Justin mm. can catch better than OV. Oh, Justin can run better than OV. I'm like, yeah, Justin's a tailback. I'm a, I'm a fullback. Oh, Ju- Justin can block better. I'm like, hold on. He cannot block better than me. And it was – I had to show everyone – during a couple of games in the preseason and during the first couple of games of the season, we were going back and forth. Like, they give him some plays, they give me some plays, but they still haven't figured out who's (laughs) going to be the starting fullback because Alan Ricard had hurt himself. And so not similar to Marcus Mariota, but just knowing that it's do or die. I worked my whole life to get to this point. I was injured last year. They're looking for a reason to pull me. They're looking for a reason to pull Marcus. And having your brain just wired to... Perfect plays, perfect play. And using that lack of trust in you to drive you. He's so like, I'm going to show them. Like, I'm going to like, I'm really going to show them. Yep. Marcus did in it in, in a quiet, you know, poignant, you know, effective way. I was, you know, brute force trying to, you know, bludgeon <laughs> people to death. <laughs> Shaking people after the play. See, <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Marcus didn't quite do that, but. Um, Lorenzo no, and Carter I, did, though. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, true. So. <laughs> I, I know the feeling I love it for him. as a as a vet, you know, hey, I'm I'm always for for vet's rights and for vet's uh anything. I'm pulling for Marcus. I'm happy he he showed up today.
1: He did. And, you know, a great example, I think, of what we're talking about with being a veteran, kind of seeing things. It slows down, right? The game slows down. Yeah. You're just able to go through all of the checklist of pre-snap stuff you have to go through as a quarterback. It's just more second nature to him. And Kyle Pitts' touchdown, the first of the season, the first in America, yeah. For this man as an NFL player, which is wow. insane. How does Kyle Pitts only have two touchdowns in his career? That's not crazy. But I kind of my angle in the press box was right behind the end zone, which I loved because watching the dynamics of this offense, especially pre-snap, is so fun and cool. And that's the best angle to see how everything unfolds. Yep. When they split out and they were two by two balance set initially, it the 49ers love to play kind of press man. But not necessarily in the red zone or near the goal line, which I was surprised that they were. But then they motioned the slot receiver to make a three by one look. And Kyle Pitts, after the game, said he was the backside one, which means maybe it's a rollout. Maybe it's a, you know, some type of pick play to get a slant on the other side. Marcus Mariota said, hey, you know what? I got Kyle Pitts one on one against press coverage with like no help over here. If he's going to run a slant, I'm going to just fit it right into the window. And he did. And Kyle Pitts got the touchdown. That was awesome. And that's kind of what Marcus brings to the table a little bit. Not to say that Desmond wouldn't do that, but it was great. What uh, Kyle Pitts didn't do a ton today. like He still isn't necessarily the biggest factor, but it was really nice to see him get a touchdown, right?
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that Kyle Pitts has the factor to where they're spending more time on him. The reason he's not getting the touches is because – He's opening other people up. I, I like to think that, but he's still good enough to yeah. have double coverage, to have people focusing on him, and to get the ball, to to mm-hmm. get first outs, to make big plays. And so he hasn't had that breakout game we've all been waiting for. Like This is, I think, Marcus Mario's breakout game. We're waiting for it. Yes, We got it. We're still waiting for the Kyle Pitts breakout game because Kyle is better than what we've seen uh, <laughs> the last couple of games. I, I just – I don't know what, what, what else we got to do because we've been yelling at them. We've been talking about it talking <laughs> I think heads it's game and game like, plan. what's up. And, you know, what was it? What was it that uh, our, our guy Arthur said? Like, this stop fantasy football. I'm like, dude, it doesn't have to be fantasy <laughs> football to get your best player, one of your best players, the ball. Um, so, I mean, I guess we can look at it as glass, you know, half full, and that we're this good, and Cal Pitts hasn't even gotten going yet. You know, yeah. we're, we're we're this dangerous and Kyle Pitts hasn't really gotten to his groove yet. Yeah. So um, that's a good thing. Maybe we're saving them for the tougher games. And this was supposed to be the beginning first half of, the, of this season it was supposed to be one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, supposedly yes. by a couple of uh, different people. And to be three and three, again, we were supposed to only win two games all season by by some of the uh, <laughs> experts. So I guess we're going to lose all the games moving forward. Uh, no, uh, I, I feel good. Uh, I feel like Kyle Pitts is going to Uh, hit his stride and uh, we'll be better for it
1: I kind of and obviously it's so easy to just be like next year's the year but it's again it just strikes me as so much game plan stuff like I think the Falcons understand that like there's really just one or two paths to victory for them most weeks and again I don't want to disparage the talent of the players on this roster because they're all amazing at their job. And I think guys like Rashawn Evans, who mm-hmm. we probably discounted coming from Tennessee because he was a little bit of a bust as like a former first round pick. He was great today. Players yeah. like that. Troy Anderson, our guy, Troy Tracker. I'm Troy. killing you. All I'm right. killing you. He played well.
0: He did. He did. And then he, they got He ran of,
1: down the punt return. Ray Ray McLeod on that punt return was going to be a touchdown until Troy Anderson turned into the flash.
0: Troy has been impressive, even last week when you were out. I was watching the game, but Troy Anderson. I mean, he he got uh, Dion up out of here. Uh, they're like, we've That's seen it, it. all. <laughs> Troy, Troy, Troy is legit. Troy's got some a solid foundation that we can build on. And Dion, we'll we'll see you later. We'll get some uh, <laughs> some feedback from you or get some uh, some money from you and and move on. But Troy is uh, surprisingly um, just. Effective at what he does. Yeah, he's
1: a good athlete. You know, not,
0: not the biggest, not the strongest, not not the most flashiest, you know, bulging muscles. feel like he's a Greek god out there gonna destroy. <laughs> he's he's a guy, he's a guy who makes plays. He's like reminds me of uh Keith Brooking. Keith Brooking he
1: Brookings. is so much more athletic than Keith Brooking.
0: No, I'm, I'm saying as far as unassuming, Keith didn't scare anybody, uh walking onto the field. I, I I knew Keith during his later years where I used to trounce him. You know, love Keith. That's my dog. But uh the reason I got paid to come to the Falcons was because I demolished Keith when I was with the Baltimore Ravens and ragdolled him around and he <laughs> used to talk trash Why well, I came to Atlanta? letter. He said, Hey man, none of that, none of that uh, 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 cheating stuff. I said, cheating, you mean when, <laughs> I, when, I, when I get you and throw you around that, that cheating stuff? I'm like, Hey man, none, none of that stuff. But he uh, was, he was a good linebacker and he was uh, a, a guy that I don't think a lot of people saw becoming who he is. I think uh Troy can do the same thing. He, he's he's going to surprise people. I hope. We'll we'll still see. I, I I'm not fully sold, but I'm getting there.
1: I don't know. Troy Troy reminds me a little bit of like devondre Campbell with like mm. he's just toolsy. Like I th- I think he does have the length and like rare speed and stuff mm-hmm. like that for a player his size. Uh Troy Die, uh, an Oregon safety also or linebacker. Anyway, came out of the draft a couple of years ago similar players as well just long Like he kind of does look I know you like maybe does not play like a superhuman, but like he looks Mm. like a superhero. Like his torso is Mm. freaking tall, like he's long and like jacked. And uh, anyway, plays really well, played well today. Um, And the Falcons benefited. I thought the linebacker play was really, really solid. And again, it's we're watching uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, my wife and I um, on our on our baby moon, as Mm -hmm. people do. And <laughs> you you talk about Marcus Mariota being a little bit of like a budget quarterback, right? Like they're yeah. they're very tight against the cap. That movie is a little bit like this Falcons team in that you have some actors, Bill Hader, Jonah Hill, Russell Brand before they really became household names. This movie really like helped them explode onto the scene. I think that they were able to get so many great actors like at a cost. And that speaks to why that film cohesively is so brilliant. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are like the same way to me. I think that Terry Fondo, Arthur Smith knew exactly what they wanted, how everything mm-hmm. could work together. Mm-hmm. And that's what Terry Fondo was so good at in, in New Orleans was getting yep. these guys who were maybe a little bit misjudged uh, oh, well, by the well. market as a whole. Yeah. and And you get them here in the right fit, the right scheme. And the Falcons look so great. And I think the run game is the most clear example of mm-hmm. of that. I mean, the Falcons are one of the best rushing offenses in the league and I insane. asked insane. It's great. It's so insane. freaking good. I, I
0: did a um I did a radio show with the uh, 49ers uh uh, uh podcast or a radio station and it was it was just crazy because we were talking about can the Falcons do what they did against the uh, Tampa Bay and the, you know, a couple games before against the number one defense in the NFL, <laughs> one of the top rushing defenses in the NFL. I'm like, yeah, they can because these guys don't know any better. And they're playing loose because they have nothing to lose. No one expects <laughs> yeah. them to be a great rushing team. No one expects the offensive line to be gelling and, and to be like, you know, steamrolling defensive linemen who are, much bigger, higher paid, you know, uh, stronger than them. No one expects us to do that. But, yeah, right. we're doing it week <laughs> after week after week. Yeah. And we're not stopping because of these guys because Caleb Huntley, Tyler Algiers, they're, they're not household names. No one knows these guys. That, but guess what? Like you mentioned, they're the bargain basement, you know, smorgasbord or, or, or band that we have before they become – Famous before they get big, maybe we'll be uh, not laughing, but you know, crying because all these guys are leaving us in two, three, four years when they get big contracts. (laughs) Because Caleb Huntley is breaking records, and this team wants him. And Alger's going there, and some of our offensive linemen are going to the Pro Bowls because Pro Football Focus has them just graded out at the top of the the league because they're I don't know how they're doing it. They are running. They're so good, yeah, and so. For them to do it today, I don't know, it was over 100 yards. I forget the exact number. It was like but 162. Yeah, it's insane. Insane. You, you add Marcus's to that It is just a freaking notice to the rest of the league saying, this wasn't a fluke. That's no. number one defense. And if we do that to them, that should make us the number one rushing attack, maybe? I don't know how that works. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if they're supposed to be the best and we beat the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, you call it what you want. But I love what the Falcons do with the run game. They got attitude. They were nasty. You know, guys out there shaking their head, pointing at people. They knew that they had something. Not that they had. They have something special. As a running back, it's been amazing to watch <laughs> the transformation of our running game. It's something that I'm super proud of.
1: Yeah. it 168 rushing yards uh, today. So I was, you know, six off. Um, but so they have, they have gained more than 150 rushing yards, five of their six games this season. That's the third time in franchise history that they've done that. And it's the first since 2006, which obviously, you know, unfortunately, that's the year before you got there. Obi, so that? they got I worse. They got worse. It's, I'm not saying <laughs> that. That's just that's just facts. These are lies. Um, <laughs> these are lies. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, like Michael Vick work done, T.J. and yeah. all that good stuff. Like that, that was the heyday of the Falcons as DVD, one of the most. Uh, effective rushing offenses. And Marcus Mariota being at quarterback, another running quarterback, plays mm-hmm. into that and makes it much easier. But that's what I happened. Was, they had
0: Vic, we had Matt Ryan. That's the only reason <laughs> that we didn't get those numbers. <laughs> we added Michael Vick to what me and Michael Turner were doing. Maddie Wills. Dude, it would have been, been
1: the greatest no rushing uh, attack like in, in NFL. Well, you know, not to disparage Warwick Dunn, who was at the game. I saw him today as well. I saw him well. too, actually. Um, yeah. we,
0: uh, we passed um, in the suites while we were uh, shaking hands, kissing babies. Mm. I dapped him up, and he's uh, he's still doing good. He could probably still be a scat back somewhere for like a <laughs> player two.
1: Yeah, he, he's like in shape. It's, oh, it's yeah, impressive.
0: Work done. That's the guy. But
1: uh, I saw, so I I talked to Chris Lindstrom and, and Jake Matthews after the game, and they could not have been more relaxed. I don't know if you saw the the video on Twitter that the offensive line and Arthur Smith like were just pounding. Bud Lights after the game. They all, I think they ran into one of the Delta, like sky clubs on the sideline and just saw some beers and all grabbed the beer and drank it, which is cool as hell, man. Absolutely. Like if, if your head coach is just going to be like, drink up brother, like, yeah, like, Let's you, earned get some, it. you earned it. They definitely yeah. did. And I asked, and I want you to explain this a little bit more in detail, but there was so much of the pistol formation today mm. on offense for Atlanta. And I asked Chris Lindstrom, what is the benefit of that? Like, what does that allow you to do? I know one of the key benefits is you don't have to go under center to still get a true, like, two-way go from the running back. Yeah. Where if you're in shotgun, usually the back is offset left or right of the quarterback, and it most likely is always a run to the opposite side of where the back is lined up. So you give the the defense not really a clear look one way or the other, but he also said it keeps the defensive line honest they're not able Mm. to adjust or rotate kind of one way or the other to better prepare for a run into a certain gap based on the look. Is that true? Like how big, how much of an impact does that make? And could that be part of the reason why we saw so much success on the ground today?
0: I think so. I think you get, um, you have more options. So for the defense, I think they're absolutely right. As far as keeping the defense honest, they can't um, fire off with like, Blinders on, they, they can't um, kind of sit there and play. All right, peekaboo, let me stand the guy up and see which way I'm going to go. Yeah, they can't, you know, even if they're trying to blitz, hit a gap with confidence and know that they're not going to get just run around because the quarterback can read whatever they do, they're always going to be wrong because the quarterback <laughs> can figure out, All right, they're going yeah. that way. All right, I'll go this a gap. I can't be right. B gap. B gap, I'll go a gap. If they're going to stand up, I'll switch the play. Like the quarterback has so many more options. At that pistol formation, and it makes the defense be one beat off, and so that gives the offensive line the ability to—they know where they're going. They can fire yeah. off their chest. They can get even a half a step ahead of a defensive lineman or linebacker. Allows us to have you know the uh, the advantage and lets us create those levels. Lets us create the movement that Tyler Algiers and Caleb Huntley was just eating off of.
1: There were so many times where they were like one tackle away from an explosive. You know, I, I, it wasn't yeah. a big day for their like average yards per carry, but they were so close a couple yeah. of times from from getting it. And the other key thing, and I actually didn't realize Jake Matthews was was right there until he said this, but I was like, oh, this offense just is predicated on not any lost yardage, like no negative plays. And Jake just kind of like chuckled dryly and was like, yep that's the goal and i was like ah, yeah of course <laughs> like that's You're the dumbest statement in him. the world right yeah. You're this guy in the coach room he <laughs> knows what he's talking about no negative yeah.
0: plays wins games but
1: some coaches right are all about like you gotta risk it to get the biscuit and this yeah. one is just we want and you could see it at the running backs at times it's like i could go hunting i think cordero mm-hmm. patterson has the the longer leash to go hunting for big yards because he's proven that he can yeah. find that where it's available but all of the running backs today did such a good job of like, it's not here. I'm going to duck my head and get three yards. Yep. And then we're going to line up and it'll be second and seven. And we'll try north, again.
0: North and south. Put your yep. foot in the dirt. Good north and south. Coaches always say it.
1: And they're so good at that. And then let's talk quickly about the defense because we, we're we kind of doing an injustice just talking about the offense all day today. Because this defense has now, and they should have done it again in Tampa, mm. made a play to put the Falcons in position to win a game. And this is this is becoming a key part of victories for Atlanta is the defensive effort, especially in spots. I don't know if we've yet to see a totally dominant defensive effort, but they are making big plays at various points throughout the game to like really give Atlanta a chance.
0: Absolutely, like just the fact that we're getting three and outs that, that yeah. were like holding people on, you know, big third and ones and fourth and ones. Just, just seeing that this defense is making plays. That with fourth and, and one, that third and, was and one was the, oh sco- scooping the scooping so balls now, AJ Terrell's got to be a little more careful with the ball. Because At first, I'm like, wait, did he fumble it on the one and it rolled in and it's a touchback? That's one of the yeah. most frustrating things ever. I'm like, did well, that it should guy- have been a
1: touchdown. It should have. I think by the letter of the law, if yeah. he fumbled it at the one, you can't advance a fumble on offense. So I think it should have come. But like, I'm not going to. Yeah, I, mean, it, I I just
0: <laughs> don't want to, as we've now understood, leave me up to the officials Leaves us in a bad place. And yes. so, uh, but still, the fact that they were flying around, making plays, being the the, the defense that we thought that they should always be, you got to go back and we give Arthur Smith a lot of love and the offense a lot of love. Dean Pease, we got to talk about, as a coach, what he's doing in putting these guys in position to succeed. Yeah. And what the players have done in actually taking the – vast playbooks so we've heard and really internalizing it because it feels like now we can do with everything. You know, it's we all second we nature, want. man. We yeah. can like move around. We're we're trying to show them different looks and play different coverages. We're we're getting in their head and it's fun at least being at the game and actually seeing because I was at the uh, uh Delta Lounge and uh you know great great seats and had to move to some other suites to to say hi and uh, went to the UPS Lounge, and it, it, I just got to see from different angles throughout the, the whole stadium. Yeah. And watching them, it was just fun, man, because you could see the little ants running around, little people, and they were closer than, than I usually get to see. And I just saw the the physicality. I heard the pads hitting. I saw the, the defense just not letting up. And so it it, it, got, it got me all all excited because I'm like, this is defense. This is Falcons mm-hmm. defense. This, this reminds me of some of the uh, John Abraham days when, when I was playing and these guys, we, we knew that they were going to do something. Grady Jarrett is, is a force. He Dude, paid that Grady's man every great. year, whatever he asked for, because he was just pointing. He was yelling. He grabbed my face mask one time and said, let's go. He point. Uh, he was he was double teamed
1: all day, too.
0: And it, it's, it's every day. It's, it's, it's every yeah. day. It's every week. It's every year. We we. But I, I don't want us to get so used to his greatness that we fail to recognize it because it is great and he's helping be the heart and soul of that defense to where him AJ Terrell we're now I don't know what we are numbers wise but I feel like we're becoming respectable defense because that's been one of our yeah points where we're never going to a Super Bowl we're going to play off our defense is always subpar and we're getting to the point where we're par (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, outside of outside of Brandon Ayuk today, like they they shut down a pretty dangerous offense. I mean, this yeah. is one of the best yards after the catch offenses in the league with Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Richie yep. Grant kind of took it from both of them at various points today and got run over. But he made the tackle. And I talked to Rashawn Evans after the game. who had, had a really good game today, I think, and was actually had the green dot was calling the the defense for Atlanta with Michael Walker being out. But I asked him about the screens, right? Because when when San Francisco was making their comeback, mm. it was screens, their their yep. first touchdown, wide receiver screen on kind of a beautiful play design. But I was like, what did they just stop running screens? Or what did you guys do to to stop that? And he had like an interesting thought where basically his his take on the screen is you have to stop it early. You have to stop it like immediately. And once you stop a couple of them, Coordinators have a tendency to like throw those plays out quicker than mm. some others. And it's it's like, all right, the defense is on to us. This is inherently a play that's designed to trick a defense. Yeah. So they know it's coming, we're gonna throw it out. So kind of once they took that away, I feel like San Francisco went to some of the deep shots uh mm-hmm. to over the middle. And the secondary played great. And they lost AJ Terrell, they lost yep. Casey Hayward. AJ was in the locker room talking to the media after the game. Doesn't seem like the hamstring is is too, too big of a deal. Um, Obviously, he stayed on the sideline. Casey Hayward left, went back into the tunnel with trainers, uh, was a shoulder injury, didn't look very good. Uh, Those injuries, how much do they concern you? Because we did see how deep this secondary is, and they looked pretty good without them.
0: They looked real good. Um, You kind of get worried when you get some of your top guys leave the field because... The second string is not getting the same amount of reps as the first string is, just by nature, the way that practice goes. So to see that live fire and be able to respond like that, it means in the film room. And that's yeah. where, you know, a lot of like I remember uh, my backup, uh, whether it was Veron Haynes or, you know, a couple other uh, Corey I forget Corey's last name. We had a couple of backups. I used to always get on them and say, hey, man, don't, don't leave early. you got to watch extra film. Like, he says, well, you can watch film with me? I said, I'll watch film with you. But you should stay watch more when I leave because you're not getting the game, t- the, uh, the reps in practice. You're not getting the live bullets. you got to be able to understand what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, how I react to it. And that muscle memory is so important, especially I would think as a DB, much yeah. more than the fullback because you have – milliseconds to make a decision and to see the the receivers uh uh, footwork and to get the routes down but we didn't have a huge drop-off I don't think we had any drop-off when when, uh, AJ Terrell there's no one like him but (laughs) for for to have guys be exposed and to get bombed on and to get mossed by uh all the receivers once our top guys go out didn't happen so I mean that's just a testament to the preparation for the players and the coaches yeah.
1: And Darren Hall played really, really well, kind of stepping in second year guy. Uh, it was great to see him make that pass break up deep on Brandon Ayuk. And then the very next play, which when they threw that flag, like my first thought was they both have a right to the ball. What are we doing here? Like yes. they, he's allowed to go for that ball, just like the receiver is very glad that they picked that up. And and that was a huge I mean, the defense, again, play after play. Uh, it, it wasn't always consistent throughout the game, but neither is the offense, but both of these units are able to make some key plays and step up when they need to. And that's a mark of a good team. Um, and so finish.
0: that's the they, support, most important part. They finished in they the did. third and fourth quarter. They <laughs> finished. I'm like, Oh, here we go again. It was 14 Now it's only 14, yeah. 14. And Oh, we're up to 28. Okay. We're well, going to come back 28 28. Like the Falcons are going are to do what the Falcons do. <laughs> I was
1: ready for it as well.
0: but I was like, wait, it's not happening. Wait, how it's fourth quarter minutes left. <laughs> Yep. We might actually win this and not make any dumb mistakes to let the team back into it. So finishing, delivering, uh, I think just playing to the to the to the whistle, that's something that is, is so important. I don't care how good you are, first, second, third quarter. It's about what you do in the fourth. And we played great in the fourth.
1: Yeah. And and even, even the end of the first half, though, that
0: mm-hmm. was
1: crucial. Taking a 21 yeah. to 14 lead. The 49ers get the ball back, I think 54 seconds or so. They're obviously trying to at least get a field goal out of that and cut into the deficit. No points, an interception. Yeah. Actually, prevent defense. So, when all the fans are like, why are we playing prevent defense? Prevent defense is when you have seven dudes at like the goal line. All right. Mm. Let's chill on all the prevent defense talk, but they got a pick on it. Uh, let's finish here, though. I'll we'll be talking about finishing. Where did the Falcons stack up to you in the NFC? Because the Buccaneers lost today. Yeah. They're three and three. They've got the tie break. So right now, you know, they're technically still in first place, but like the giants are what four and five and one. I mean, the, the Packers are garbage. You know, what is happening with everything? Like the Falcons can make a run at this.
0: We are definitely, I can't, I can't even imagine saying it. Cause we're supposed to be a two win team. <laughs> See, oh, we're a playoff team. It doesn't even, like, I, I almost said that I had to stop. Like, calm down, Ovi, calm, calm down. Uh, <laughs> A wild card. I I, yeah. I think I said this last year that we 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 had a chance to go to the wild card. We well, yeah, we have a chance to go to the wild card, but it depends if we can be consistent with what we've done the last couple of games and the run game. I dare say three four games. we've been consistent like all year long with the run game minus like one or two games we've been dominant like really dominant. So yeah, I, I, I like to say that if you have the run game, it, it makes it easy for Marcus just. Throw the uh, the ball to the receivers who are open. Just run. Don't make us lose games. So uh, <laughs> I I I I, ah, I think we're a wild card playoff team, and it sounds insane to say that for a team that's supposed to win two games. But I've just been really excited with what we've seen so far. We can keep on getting better. Like I mentioned, Kyle Pitts hasn't even gotten started. And uh, if, if he gets going and Marcus starts really feeling himself, especially after this game against this defense – yeah, wildcard playoffs. I, I think we could be the, the last team to squeak in. Why not?
1: Yeah, and I, I, again, I think I think there's a chance that they're even a little bit more than that because this was supposed to be the toughest part of their schedule. It this is, was yeah. the first seven games were brutal. And the Falcons, you know, yeah. they've got games against teams like Pittsburgh and they've got, you know, Washington and, and all of these. teams that are not up to the caliber of the 49ers, frankly, or, and kind of seeing what Seattle is now, like that's a quality win. They're leading the NFC West. So they've got the Cincinnati Bengals next week. But after that, you know, the chargers are maybe like, then they've got the Ravens and the bucks. Those are the three best teams on their schedule. They can make a run at this guys. Like they, they can, they can make something special happen here. So, That'll do it for today's recap. Uh, really solid, excellent win. I think the best performance for Atlanta this season against a pretty good opponent. Um, certainly a banged up one, but a good one. Uh, so today's podcast was presented by Bet Online. Please follow us on Twitter at OviMahaley34. He will tweet about all things Delta, uh, you know, Sky Club or wherever he's getting to watch all the exclusive uh, <laughs> access events. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Will McFadden. Uh, please. Let everybody know about the podcast. We are hopefully following what could be a fun and exciting team and season. They like to drink brews after the game, immediately after the game. And, you know, what's more fun than that? Uh, Bud Light sponsor this podcast. Um, but, Ovi, you got anything else before we get out of here?
0: <laughs> no. Um, really, it's been an amazing run. Uh, let's keep on doing it. Uh, we will follow the Falcons uh, along to they keep on winning. And they will because they make it more fun when they do.
1: Heck, yeah. I can't say it any better myself, so I won't. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Until next time, take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.